1: The following program is sponsored by the Allworth Law Firm. Lamentations 521 tells us, Turn us back to you, O Lord, and we will be restored. Almost everyone is dealing with recovery of some sort. It could be from addiction, pain, divorce, sin, separation, depression, job loss, or being stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and destructive behavior. Recovery through a relationship with Jesus Christ is the foundation of healing and growing anew. Listen as Pastor Allworth shares how the healing power of a personal relationship with Christ has turned his life around, will help you and your loved ones recover and be restored in his name. God wants you to walk out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. Keep listening. Recovery Through Christ with Pastor John Allworth starts now.
0: Yes, indeed. Southeast Houston, this is Pastor John Allworth. So good to be with you today. I love that scripture, 1 Peter 2.9, but you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. Praise God, because that's exactly what he did with me. I I was in the darkness. I was alone. I was isolated. I was lost in my selfishness and my addiction, and God touched my heart, put people in my path, including my beautiful wife who uh, it's just so forgiving and so loving and just put people in my path that that uh, showed me God's love and showed me Christ's grace and uh, showed me just who he was and who I am in Christ. And, and I got called out of the darkness and into his marvelous light, for which I am forever grateful. You know, the Apostle John, we're going to talk today generally about not just uh, recovery from addiction, but uh, recovery generally and how we are to act as Christians in this society, in this world, in this fallen world. You know, historians, biblical historians, believe that the Apostle John lived to about a hundred, and um, you, you, you will recall that Jesus on the cross looked down at John and 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 at his mother Mary and said, um, "This is now your son. This is now your mother." And and John, of course, the Apostle that Jesus loved, uh, bore that responsibility and 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 did it with dignity and he took mary with him to ephesus and where he helped uh, establish churches across uh, asia and you know of course they tried to kill him and they put him in a boiling vat of oil and they couldn't kill him because god protected him and then he got uh ostracized or exiled to the island of patmos where he had uh, the the visions that make up the book of revelation the which were truly revelations from jesus christ himself and from god and and uh, and then after that he uh, was returned to ephesus and when he was when he was almost 100 can you imagine? He would go into church there in Ephesus, and the people would be there, and they'd, they'd say, John, John, this is John who walked with Jesus. This is the disciple, John. It, it, c- please come up to the front and, and say something to us. And he was old, but he'd, he'd take his time, and he'd walk up there. I could just imagine him with a cane and, and walking along, and, and everybody just in reverence kind of looking at him, turning to him, and, and he'd get up to the front, and and biblical— Uh, history tells us that he would say three words, love one another. Of course, that's something that Jesus told us, and we'll get to that scripture. We'll end with that scripture. But those words are so powerful, and they are so profound in our society today. Love one another. That's what we're called. We are called to be the bride of Christ. We are called to love one another. Not to judge, not to be critical of, not to condemn, not to to discriminate against, not to take violence against, not to hate, but to love one another. Surely we have differences, but the Bible commands us to love our enemies. That's the one difference between Christianity and all the other religions of the world, Every, as Jesus said, anyone can love someone who, your family, who, who you love, who's nice to you. But can you extend that love? Can you extend that feeling to those who persecute you? From Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Those who persecute you. Can you pray for those your enemies? Can you love your enemies? That's not easy to do in our flesh. But Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, they must deny themselves, pick up their cross daily and follow me. And that's what Jesus did. He opened up the kingdom of God, Now that's another sermon that's for another time, but he opened up the kingdom of God to everyone because the religious leaders at the time had it all wrong. They were the pious ones, just those who, who they felt were perfectly following the law. And of course, none of them were, uh, but, but just those who were perfect. Uh, you know, the, the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector, where the Pharisees down there saying, I'm so glad I'm not like this guy. And don't we do that? Don't we do that in our society? We've got politicians, and this is not a political show. I'm not going to take political sides. Of course, I vote, and I have my own personal opinions, but I'm going to try to keep those out. I will tell you this. Both parties fall short of the kingdom of God. Both parties have some good things, and both parties have some things that are not consistent with Jesus' message of love and forgiveness and, and bringing everyone together into the kingdom. Both parties sorely lack if they're held up to the standard of, what is a Christian lifestyle? What is the way? You know, early on in Christianity, it wasn't called Christianity yet. That didn't develop for several decades, and uh, it was called the way because that's what Jesus came. He came to show us how to live the way to live amongst one another. The media. <laughs> I, I don't care which side you're of the aisle you're on. If you if you watch. MSNBC all day, you're going to hate people on the right, and if you watch Fox News all day, you're going to hate people on the left. I mean, they 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 format this. They they they, they and, and it's our fault because that's what gets ratings. Facebook, we're going at each other's throats. Twitter, all these social media. Not only are we going at each other, but we've got Russian and and uh, Iranian bots on there trying to get us mad at each other and posting things that aren't true. And and uh, for one side or the other, I'm not taking sides here. I'm really not, because what we're called to do is love one another. We have this division in society, but this division cannot go down to the church. It cannot go to the kingdom. Jesus said, a house divided against itself cannot stand. He said, every kingdom divided itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. I'm not just talking about our country. I'm worried about our country because we're so divisive i'm talking about the church you know this this i'm a proud texan a proud american i'm proud to live in this country we have it we're so blessed we don't even understand i heard somebody talking the other day on a on a podcast about traveling to india and seeing the the poverty that the desolation the the devastation the uh just how poor these people are just fighting one another to get a 20 cent tip carrying luggage from people from the airport we have no idea how good we have it in this country how wonderful we have it we are so blessed but the truth is we are not citizens ultimately of this country we are citizens once we accept jesus christ of a much greater kingdom this world is transitory. It it is not our permanent home. Our permanent home is with Him. Jesus said, "I go to prepare. There are many rooms in my Father's house, and I go to prepare one for you." That's our long term home. We get so hung up on liberal conservative, this or that, or you know, guns or no guns, and we all these things that 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 we take that out so personally against each other. It's okay to have differences of opinion on political issues. Doesn't mean that we can't love one another, as John said, and really as Jesus said, "A house divided against itself cannot stand." We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people. We're called to one place in the Bible. Called a, uh, one translation is called a peculiar people. We are separated. 1 Corinthians six twenty says, "We are bought with a price." Therefore, honor God. This is how we recover. From whatever it is, whether it's alcohol, whether it's addiction, whether it's pride, whether it's sin, whether it's guilt or shame that the enemy is lying to us, that we're not worthy, that God can't forgive us, that God can't use us, that we don't have a purpose. Those are lies from the pit of hell. We are bought with a price. What's in the rearview mirror The rearview mirror is very small because what's in the past is behind us. Our sins are as far from the east as the west. Once we truly accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and repent and decide we're going to live a different life, decide that we're going to be called out of the darkness and into his marvelous light because we can't do that on our own. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. We have to surrender. The old song, I surrender all. We have to surrender and accept Jesus Christ and accept him into our hearts and make him the Lord of our lives. And look to that Holy Spirit that's inside us for guidance, because we are bought with a price. He died for us when we were yet sinners. Malachi 2.10 says, are we not all children of the same Father? Are we not all created by the same God? We're called to love one another. We're called to forgive one another. Galatians three twenty six through three through twenty eight says, "For you are all children of God through faith in Jesus Christ." Jesus. Once you accept Jesus Christ, you know we get hung up on the ancestry and who our descent are. We're called into a new family. Once we accept Jesus Christ, that's our family, and all reading further in galatians and all who have been united with christ in baptism have put on christ like putting on new clothes paul asks throughout the new testament are you in christ talks about being in christ about being second corinthians 5:17 we are all new creations in christ once we accept christ Paul says there's no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Can we all come together as a church? Can you imagine the power that we would unleash, the power of God if the church I, – I, I, it's not just society. It's not just Republicans versus Democrats and Fox News versus MSNBC or or this or that. It's, I hear of ch- division in churches, of people pride, tearing churches apart because of pride. Because they have to be right, and you know I'm an attorney. So, uh, somebody told me the other day, um, "Wait a minute, you're you're a pastor and a lawyer. Isn't that a conflict of interest?" And no, it's it, it's not. You know, um, there are some lawyers out there that might see it that way or might act that way. But really, we're attorneys, we're counselors. We're 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 called to our civil justice system is supposed to speak, seek out truth and justice and make things right and it can be done with compassion uh, that's you know I, I resisted for three years by the way you may have heard if you listened at the beginning of the show this is sponsored by the Allworth Law Firm I, I, I'm i not uh, what's his name Howard Stern who they pay lots of money I have to pay to be on the radio show and the reason I'm on here is because God called me out of the darkness and into his marvelous light and I want people to know they don't have to live the way they're living there's a better way there's a peace that surpasses all understanding but I pay to be on here. So finally, I relented and, and I'm paying. So the Allworth Law Firm is now the sponsor. And so uh, if you have a personal injury case, you can call me up and I will do my best to help you. But that's not really why I'm on here. I'm on here because I want people to know that there's a better way to live. I lived that isolation. I lived that life of selfishness that never gets anything i lived a life where you got a bucket i don't care what it is you're trying to put in money pride uh drugs alcohol whatever you just keep pouring it in there and there's a hole in the bucket and it never fills up the only thing that gives you the fulfillment is this relationship with jesus christ that's my experience i want other people to have it first corinthians 12 says the human body has many parts But the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we've all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. The power that could be unleashed in the world if we all adopted that, if we all just did those simple words that first Jesus and then John said, love one another. Romans 12, four through five says, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to one another. You know, one of the great things about recovery and working in the recovery ministry and changing your life and surrendering to Christ, going through a faith-based rehab, is you go in, you know, you go in and you're, you're I'm sure many people have the same experience. You're frightened because you know that you have, things are happening out in the world uh you have responsibilities maybe maybe you've been able to keep working you're a quote-unquote i really don't think there's any such thing but a quote-unquote functioning addict um and you know you're worried about what's going to happen with your family or whoever is important in your life and so it's very difficult to divorce yourself from the world to do this but you go in and you go into this cocoon somebody said in a meeting yesterday they said um it's real easy to stay sober in a recovery place, and it is. But it's not just about that. It's about the, you're you're bonded with people that you're in there with. If you're really sincere and you're going to get a better life and you're going to be set free, Jesus said, "Whom the Son sets free is free indeed." If you're going to be set free, then then you get a camaraderie, and you're all working towards this wonderful goal. Well let's make that as a society towards this wonderful goal of bringing people into the kingdom of God showing them Christ's love being the light of the world that Christ called us to making disciples of all nations if we all band together and do that this country this world this fallen world would be so much better the same principles that apply in recovery apply, apply in life John 17:23 Jesus said I am in them and you are in me may they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. 1 Corinthians 1.10, Paul said, I appeal to you, dear brothers and sisters, by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ to live in harmony with each other. Let there be no divisions in the church. Rather be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. You know, a lot of people with COVID have stopped coming to church, you know, we lost Brother Stanley, but my father-in-law, he couldn't come to church. He had had a stroke, and it was very difficult for him to go anywhere, so he watched it on TV, and man, he loved to watch Brother Stanley on Sundays, and, uh, you know, he really enjoyed it, he's good, too, Brother Stanley. Of course, he's, Brother Stanley heard, well done, my good and faithful servant. He's up there worshiping God up in heaven now, but in any event... Um, but people that are totally healthy have stopped coming to church they're watching it on tv they're they're live streaming their church services or, or national people maybe it's Joel Osteen whoever uh, or their local church and, and you know we all do it we broadcast you know on, on live and stuff and and that's good because sometimes we you know we might be sick or we might it just might not have other things we got to do you know, so it's good that that's available, but hebrews ten, 10 twenty five says do not forsake the assembly together, as is the manner of son, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching well uh, brothers and sisters, if you look out what's going on in the world, the day is approaching get involved in a bible-based church there's nothing like having fellowship as iron sharpens iron one person sharpens another you've got to get involved in a, in a church in something that's unified something that's striving together to worship god as we're called to do and not only that to make to preach the gospel to all creation to make disciples of all nations to bring people into the love of Christ to show them the love of Christ to organize to do things good things in the community to have food banks to to do whatever your church is involved in to have recovery groups to, to 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 have men's groups men's fellowships to have women's fellowships you've got to get involved in church you've got to we've got to be unified romans twelve sixteen through 18 live in harmony with each other don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all never pay back evil with more evil do things in such a way that everyone can see that you are honorable do all that that you can live in peace with everyone If the church could draw together to live out those principles that we see over and over and over again in the Bible, what a mighty force of good we'd be for the world. Now, I'm not saying the church is not a good force in the world. It's a wonderful, marvelous force in the world. Does so many good things, but it can do so much more. We're not tapping into the true power of the Holy Spirit. Same thing applies in recovery. The people that I believe, and Lord, I hope the Lord gives me the strength or the ability or the the, puts people in my path where I can someday do a study on the differences between people that go through regular secular recovery and, and faith-based recovery because my experience is deliverance. <laughs> if I think about alcohol now, I think about a hangover. I know more I want to drink than I want to cut my finger off. Um, I don't want to drink. When I don't want to cut my finger off either. <laughs> so, But the I mean, point being is I don't crave it. I know there are people that go through secular recovery, and, and maybe some that faith, I don't know, I don't know, that 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 have what's called white knuckle. I don't want people to white knuckle things, whatever it is that you're dealing with, and we're all recovering from something. Doesn't just have to be alcohol and drugs. It might be pride. It might be uh, depression. Oh, that's so rampant across our society. Anxiety, all these things. I don't want people to white knuckle. I don't want them to be delivered. Jesus' signature ministry was deliverance. Well, he put people on earth, brothers and sisters in Christ, that were all called together to, to, to be one body, to be unified. 1 Peter three eight. finally, all of you should be of one mind. Sympathize with each other. Love each other as brothers and sisters. Be tenderhearted and keep a humble attitude. You know, the Bible's got some pretty good advice, folks. Pick it up. Read it. <laughs> Finally, all of you should be of one mind, sympathize with each other, love each other as brothers and sisters, be tender hearted and keep a humble attitude. Well, there's power in that. there's power. Colossians three: thirteen through fourteen make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must not not shall, not may, not you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Ephesians 4, 3. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. You know, I love the book of Acts and, and the second chapter of Acts where they everyone comes together. I don't have time to read the whole. I'm going to read it tonight at the Open Door Mission because it's so powerful. And and just how everyone came together in the early church. Again, the early church was called The Way. It wasn't just about – it is about worshiping God. That's, that's our first – love God with all our heart, mind, and soul and strength. Do you know that when we worship God, it improves our mind? That's another sermon for another day. But we are called to do that. But we're also – Jesus came to teach us the way. His life was about showing us how he was humble, how he was a servant, how he had compassion, how he healed, how he forgave, how he did all these things. He showed us. This Bible tells us how to live, how to get along with each other. Reading from Acts chapter 2.46, verse 46, So continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Now, I hope that you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And I hope that, that you are saved and you know that in your heart. But there's so much more. That's the most important thing. But there's so much more to be when we stand before him and get our heavenly rewards to be have brought other people into the kingdom of God. I pray right now that these words are not mine, that they are of the Holy Spirit, that they touch someone's heart out there and lead them to be curious about Jesus Christ and to be curious about this love I'm talking about and to develop a relationship with Jesus Christ. I pray that not for my glory, but for his glory. But what a wonderful thing to have helped to bring people to Christ. Psalm one thirty three one says how wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. I started this message today talking about John and the legend of the church. Grounded in historical truth that John as a hundred year old would Go to the church in Ephesus and stand up in front of the Greek people and say three words, love one another. Jesus said the same thing. It's where John got it. <laughs> John thirteen thirty five. Jesus said, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciple. Jesus said, there are two commandments. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and love one another. I hope that that touches your heart today. We love you here at Recovery Through Christ, but more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen.
1: You've been listening to Recovery Through Christ. Listen again next Wednesday at 530. If you missed any of this show, you can catch the podcast at kkht.com.